Benfica Podcast is one of the founding partners or founding projects of Benfica Independent. Uh, BenficaIndependent.com is a site where you can find tons and tons of content. Our podcast included Brinco do Batista, Benfica FM, along with uh, uh, audio uh, recaps uh, of games, a lot of podcasts about modalidade, if that's your thing and you want to keep up uh, with the modalidade, but you really don't have the time uh, on your schedule to watch the modalidade on BTV, you can now catch the recaps and also modalidade talk on Befigan Pennant, along with a lot of uh, uh, opinion articles, uh, all independent, everyone with their own opinion. There's no agenda between uh, Befigan uh, Pennant the only thing is that we just want what's best uh, for the club. Uh, Benfica Independent is also on Patreon with two levels of support, one at two and one at five. Uh, and I believe the five gets you some uh, free swag. So uh, if you like the content and if you like what's produced on there, uh, please do support us uh, by going to uh, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent. Ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão é culto. A coragem que é liberdade, que é crer, que é vontade, que é o caráter das pessoas. Calma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão que eu tenho explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser do Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser do Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's up, everybody? Alex Xero from Sportsnet and Sportsnet 590, the fan. You're listening to Alfredo, Chris, and Dave on the Benfica podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Benfica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumasas. With me, as always, Cristiano Oliveira. What's up, Cristiano Oliveira? <sighs> Apa, another <laughs> night, another podcast. Uh, look, I'll say this much. I'm glad to be here with you guys once again. Dave, I miss you. Alfredo, I miss you. All the Freddies, welcome back. Love you guys. Let's make this entertaining. I, I, I say we try something different on today's podcast. We try something different on today's podcast? I say we talk about everything but soccer. Let's see how long we keep that up. First one to mention soccer loses, but. Dave, how you been? No? Okay. I've been doing well. I've been watching wrestling. I've been watching uh, Braves baseball, World Series champions, uh, and we just lost uh, all our viewers from the uh, the podcast. Now that we're not talking <laughs> about uh, soccer, I thought we were going to have to revert to our uh, alternate universe where Benfica went on this this tear in October, won all their six games, and you know, sitting top of the uh, Champions League group, top of uh, the Portuguese uh, table. So. Uh, we might have to bring out the uh, alternate universe back if uh, we keep going back uh, down this road here. Yeah, Dave, we got a lot of North American followers that enjoy baseball. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Any Canadian that just turned off the podcast because we talked about baseball, <laughs> right? It got some got, got audacity to turn us off because they do like chasing a, a big stone and sweeping broom around. I mean, you guys enjoy that stuff. Oh, curling. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... Come on, baseball is better. You know that there's a Portuguese uh, national League? team for, no ice for curling now? No, there ain't. Yeah. Dave, tell them. Uh, it's uh, Alex's cousin, Alex Xero's uh, frequent uh, guest on the podcast. His cousin uh, is uh, representing Port. Him and his wife are uh, representing. Yeah, but uh, in Canada, 
in Canada, in Canada on behalf of Portugal. They don't have that in Portugal. Bro, you go to they Portugal, represent... they don't even give you ice for your drink. I mean, let alone, just, you know, come on. No, they're representing Portugal in Canada. They're Portuguese. So they're they're representing. What about that dude that plays the darts that uh, yeah, the that dart, shoots the darts in, in England? The special one. That's yeah, that, that is. That's his, his he's got a shirt that says special one. Joey de Souza. Hey, Dave, I gotta I gotta give you credit, bro. You you you're up to. Dave's far informed. With, yeah, I Dave. love watching the darts. Dave doesn't watch. Dave doesn't waste two hours watching Benfica every week. But he watches darts. You drink <laughs> wine, beer, you throw darts. You watch it's a celebration. Watching darts. Let me tell you, the atmosphere is electric. That's right. But that's fantastic. Um, I'm a curling Portuguese couple. That's wow. Yeah. Hey Dave, who uh who who's got the broom? Him or her? I don't know. I haven't watched enough of those games to watch. Yeah, but I've seen pictures though. I've seen pictures. So Alex's cousin is the, this Sid and Alex's, right? Their yeah. cousin? Their cousin. Wow. I mean, it's just that's a family full of athletes. We, oh no, never mind. <laughs> we 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 get him. We have to get um we have to get Alex back on the on the show to for him to talk about this. I think this would be super interesting. I want to get Alex on the show to talk about my New York Rangers. I know the Canadians, hey? They follow hockey a well, lot. Maybe so. he could give you some draft tips also. Oh, uh, hockey? I don't do hockey. Tips. No. Uh, NFL. Uh, not draft. Uh, fantasy. Fantasy tips. Yeah, yeah. but I mean... Did I you know he's, he's like an authority so on, I. Uh, on, on fantasy football? So I. I was the Alex? man until until this week, and I lost uh, Derrick Henry. There it is. There, there, all the expertise goes out the window. <laughs> Number one player overall. That's it. You suck now. But yeah, we'll, look for sure. Let's get those guys on. I would like to. Uh, maybe we could get João and Maria with the broom to talk about about you know. Yeah, uh, I think it'd be an interesting story. Yeah. How do they? Uh, how do they get into the sport? Uh, how did this all come about? And does uh, if they if they win, is Marcelo gonna host them at the palace? Wait, is that it, Dave? Is that is that like a sport or a hobby? It's a freaking sport. It's a sport. Nah, it's, it's a, a hobby. It's it's a no, it's not. No, it's a sport. It's a sport. It's a sport. I mean, it's it's like lawn bowl. It's like it's lawn like, bowling on ice so, or bowling. What athletic ability does do you need? Do what, you know what, how how nice your 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 biceps and and triceps have to be for you to for you to sweep that well, shit? She's Portuguese, Maria most likely. She's used to sweeping, so to her, hey, it's nothing new. No, no, I'm not meaning in a bad way. I'm saying Portuguese women are clean. What? Why are you taking it in a negative way? Portuguese teenagers cleaning their house, the, their parents' the house doubles. on Saturday mornings. Every Saturday and Sunday. They on the to... doubles end, they both have to uh, they have to take uh, turns. Turns. One they... sweeps, one tosses the rock, and ten ends. It uh, it adds up. It's a it's a it's harder than you think it uh, it is to play. That's for sure. Yeah, we got to try it out one day. Uh, welcome all the Freddies that have joined us. Cesar Diogo. Uh, Dr. Spartan 99, Timo. Timo's here. Timo must be. Bored. And Carlos. Carlos is always. Carlos, Carlos we're, we're, we're trying to avoid, uh, uh, by any means, talking about what we need to talk about this tonight. Guy calls baseball. Come on, dude. More exciting than watching this crap we've watched lately. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, anyway, let's, let's, um, you know, for as tough a, a, as it is to, to talk about we got a doctor, Benfica. So. But uh, you know, we we have a responsibility you lost to the our bet. fans. Dave, he lost it. He lost the bet. I, I did. The last one. I know. I know. But um, I did lose the bet. But he's we got to re- steer the ship in the right direction, though. He's got to get no. us back on track here. here. Here's the thing, right? We have a responsibility to, to our fans uh, that 
tune in to us every week to get uh, Befica talk, right? So with that responsibility in mind, we have to. We might soon. Fortunately, we might very soon get people tuning in to check out the results of what's that called? Sport call again? The curling. The curling for curling updates from. Why do they call it curling? I don't know. They curl. You got to curl the stone. You curl it. Yeah, you curl it. Because so if, the, if the people set up, uh, like, it, I'm going to geek out here. If they set up guards, and the, it's the whole point is to get closest to the, the pin or closest to the middle, they'll set up guards, and you got to curl the rock around the guards to uh, to get it uh, closest to the, the pin. So let me get this straight. Curling is like bocce ball on ice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> bocce ball takes talent. There you go. So add that on ice, curling. and what do you think you got? Bocce ball. Bocce ball is cool. I grew up playing bocce ball at the park. Yeah. Now, bocce ball is, uh, is, is very in, in, in style. We used to play with our feet, though. Not those balls, because that would hurt, but like Push, with soccer balls. You know what I mean? Like try to imitate it. Well, you got uh, soccer golf or golf soccer, uh, whatever it is. It's the same thing. No, it's not. I'd, win, I'd be the world champion in soccer. Yeah. I never tried it, but I know I'd be the world champion. You would? I mean, that hole is so big, dude. Even under Almeida, we'll get lucky with that. <laughs> right, anyway, let's get back. Let's get on back. on uh, episode number 423 is what we're up to this week uh, on tonight's podcast. Obviously, we're going to – we got three games. Three games. Um, That's it. Two points out of three games. Uh, Guimarães for Taça da Liga, tied 3-3. Uh, then we had uh, Sturil. Um, at the uh, at the Moreirinha, um, one one, and then we had uh, we traveled to, uh, to Bavaria to Germany to play uh, Bayern, uh, and that was what five five two, yeah. So that's it. Have a good night. Take care, everyone. Nice to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get Pretty back soon. to we're gonna, we're gonna be the ones that have to watch the games for our uh, Freddies here, so that they don't have to watch the games, and we'll recap the uh, games for them because uh, we'll save them the. Uh, the disappointment of watching it. So, Dave, this this special one was he a special one before Jose Mourinho, or no, did he steal his no, name? No, he was afterwards. He was afterwards. So, who's but the they, real special one? It's still Mourinho, but uh, Mourinho gave him a, a video and a shout out too for using the uh, the special one name. Yeah, no, you know that guy is um, he's very talented. He's very very talented. Anyway, let's get right into it. Uh, Benfica played the. Uh, Played Guimarães uh, for the Tasa de Liga uh, uh, this week. Sta- uh, this week, this year's Tasa de Liga is comprised of only three teams, so uh, all teams play two games. There's no home and away format, as it hasn't been. So uh, Guimarães had already played Covilhã, and they had beaten Covilhã. Uh, Benfica's it was Benfica's inaugural uh, game um, against uh, against uh, Guimarães. So we traveled up to uh, the Bird City. Uh, to play Guimarães, and uh, I'll give you the lineup real quick, and we'll we'll get in. Eight changes, uh, JJ um, operated eight changes, and I'll give you Elton Leite, Verissimo, Otamendi, Muratu, uh, Radonik, and Grimaldo on the sides, Maite, and Tarapt, Pizzi, Everton on the wings, and Ramush up front. Uh, so clearly uh, managing the squad here, um, I don't know, I don't know eight changes if it's uh, too many too many changes, but look, I thought we we started we started well. Uh, eight minutes, we got uh, we had our own goal. Uh, we started well. Things are always difficult up there for us. Um, then 
at the 15 minute to nothing, we're well on the way. And, and sometimes while we complain about not having the breaks or having bad luck, this game was going for us. And, and then I think that the team just started to throw it into cruise control. Uh, Guimaraes never really looked back. They thought that they were hard done by the, the own goal. So they came back. They were able to, uh, to get uh, one back. Uh, and then we had that Radon, Radonic game, Radonic game uh, goal uh, for the 3-1. And then right before the half, Guimaraes um, scored another goal, got another one back. back yeah. But um, going into the locker room and, and Guimaraes now saying, okay, well, we're down. We were down two. We got one back. We're down three. We're down, they scored another goal. We got another one back into the locker room. Second half, surely, uh, could be uh, could be ours. Uh, and that's what it was. Uh, second half was completely uh, Guimarães. Uh, Benfica was just content in giving the ball at the Guimarães. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, it was an entertaining game for neutrals. But at the end of the day, 3-3 three, three, um, was uh, the result. And uh, obviously, everything's still open for the Tasa de Liga. Uh, but certainly, when you're up two goals twice, right? Yeah, twice. Yeah, we're up two goals. We had two goals twice. Yeah. Uh, and to give up that, that lead, which the game could have ended a lot worse. Um, added, added another five, ten minutes. I think that Guimaraes could have probably pulled a, a major uh, turnaround. But I don't know, man. Um, I, we kind of, Chris and I, we, we were talking about when we were coming into the studio here, talking about um, what the season is now becoming. And I know that this is a short spell and that there's still a lot to be played in the season. But certainly you start experiencing feelings that y you experienced last season uh, in the same manner, right? So a good start, then there was a game where the downward spiral started and then it all just fell apart. And we're kind of starting to see a little bit of, of or, or experience a little bit of those feelings. And it's not, it's not fun to come here and, and, and talk about it. Certainly. Um, and Chris, which tries to stay as positive as possible. Uh, it's, it's tough, man. It's, it's really tough. Yeah, you do. You're doing fine. All right. Me and Dave just here watching. Right. Keep going, Alfredo. Fantastic job so far. I enjoy it. Um, yeah, so there's not much we can say about it. I mean, uh, look, look. man, what, what can you say, man? Look, look, we finally got the changes we were all asking for so, so badly, right? At the end of the day, our guys have been run to the ground game after game. And so there, there was some welcome changes. Uh, I don't know if eight, of, if eight of them is a little bit much. But at the end of the day, it's still – um, a roster that's supposed to be deeper than 12, 13 guys. So JJ has to play these guys. I talked about on the last podcast with the three of us that we spent half hour on the fact that he kept playing the same guys. He's going to have to give these guys some minutes. He's going to have to get these guys in some type of form or in rhythm. And he's finally done so. And they didn't particularly play bad. They, as, as you just stated, um, if he could jump out to a two goal lead, then, you know, uh, two one and then three two three one and then three two and look they did enough to create chances. Uh, João Mario had another one, a fantastic play. I think one of the best plays I've ever seen him play. Tips the ball around the defender, goes one on one, and then <laughs> Bruno Varela. Too bad he couldn't play like that when he played for us. But yeah, Bruno Varela with a fantastic uh, save to, to to you know to keep the ball um, out of the back of the net. But if he could create opportunities, the problem that Bifiga had this game is that they just could never shut down Guimarães. 
And then, as you said, and, and, and so eloquently, and, and you were 100% correct um, that day when we spoke after the game, that goal to pull it back to 3-2 right before halftime, it gave them new life. It gave them belief going into the, into the you know, to halftime that, look, it, it's one goal. We, we could absolutely turn this thing around and we're still in this game. Don't give up. And to their credit, they kept pouring it on. They had another goal called back because of an offside situation. And they just never gave up. And, and it seems like Benfica had a difficult time shutting down their opponents. And to me, it is absolutely inexcusable with eight changes or with the regular, 18, uh, regular, 18, regular 11 in there. It doesn't matter. Once you jump out to a two-goal lead, it's inexcusable that you give up such a lead in a game like this. And, you know, I had some people on Twitter and whatnot, friends of mine calling me, trying to poo-poo on the competition. Hey, oh, it's, you know, Tasa de Liga, yada, yada, yada. Who cares? And Alfredo, I'm pretty sure you could dig up a random mine from years ago when we were playing Bayern Munich. And I said, I don't give a crap who we're playing. Benfica needs to take on and face every game, you know, with the attitude that this is a must-win game today. And I thought Benfica did enough to win the game. But just later on, and, and it's uh, we've seen this game after game. Towards the end of the game in the second half, uh, Mr. JJ, a guy that I was ecstatic about coming back, but recently, my man, everything he touches, it seems yeah. like to turn into shit. And it's like we can't hold on to two-goal leads. We can't put teams away. We can't control the game. And it's, you know, he tries to spin it to this quality around, you know, in the league and this and that. And I get that. I get it. But at the end of the day, it's absolutely inexcusable that if he could blow a two-goal lead. Uh, luckily, they're still alive, I guess, you know, in order to, to reach this uh, this competition semifinal where they try to make, you know, the grand all final four like they do here in, the, you know, college basketball day, um, you know, try to make the grand stage, you know, whatever it is. So they're, they're luckily to stay alive, but it, it's just I, I, I don't understand what this team is doing. I don't understand what JJ is yeah. doing. I don't understand the motivation. I don't understand these players. And, and I, I just think that everybody – is just going through a funk right now, and it's it's not fun to see, man. We waste so much time and energy into this, man. And it's like you see this game after game. I know they had a nice spell to start the season, but it's just like the wheels have spun off recently, and it's it's gotten hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. Let Dave talk. I'm like, we'll um no, I'll, I'll just uh, I'll say a couple more things and then I'll let Dave uh, give out his stats and we'll we'll move on to uh, the next topic. But uh, uh, so if you guys one point, um, Guimarães has four points, uh, but they've already played the two games. Benfica's next game is against uh, uh, Cuvilha, which will happen at Stade Luz. Benfica will need to win. Um, Three nothing in order because the first tiebreaker is the goal. Uh, the goal is it three or goal score. They need to win. They by need two to win goal. by two. Two plus. So it would be three. Yeah, but I th I think that um, the first tiebreaker is goal scored. The second tiebreaker is uh, the average age of the players Whoa. that you've used. So they use Quaresma. Right there, the balance is tilting big that time. There you I go. Somebody... Get Bernardo uh, starting in the uh, the the next game as well. That'll bring down the our average too. Bernardo, oh oh that Bernardo. Paul Bernardo. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this guy's still on Bernardo Silva. I was like, oh. <laughs> that Bernardo. Yeah, yeah. it's it's tough. It's, yeah, it's, Dave, it's, stats on this game, bro. 
Uh, yeah, uh, the only thing that I was just going to add is, uh, did you know that since the uh, Tasa de Liga was established in 2007, 2008, no two clubs have played each other uh, more than Benfica and Guimarães. That was their eighth meeting between uh, the two clubs in this uh, this competition. Yeah, that's... Now uh, you know. Now you know. You didn't know, now you know. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens against Couvillain. Look, PZ got on the score sheet. Good to see PZ show up. And and again, uh, as 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 frustrating as it was to see the two goal lead slip away, I can't get critical in terms of lineup changes because, as I said before, we called for that here on the podcast, and I'm saying we called as if they're listening to us. You know, what I mean, like it's, that that had a big uh, big effect in that decision. But you know, we've all been hollering and screaming that he needs to refresh the lineup and. He's done that. At the end of the day, if Benfica can't play and win games with the likes of the PZs, and, and I can give a little bit better than the regular teams and the, the, you know, the bottom of the league, the bottom of the table teams in Portugal. But these are games that Benfica should still be winning, even with their quote unquote secondary guys. Um, so it was good to see those guys playing because at some point we're going to have to count on those guys throughout the season. And so it was good in those terms. So it's always look, PZ, a guy that we we get on, <laughs> right? Much maligned. Yeah. When he plays, the, mo- the monkey master. Out. Yeah, the monkey master. When he plays, he look. He he does his thing. Uh, Dave Sergio is asking if uh, that's a confessional booth behind you. Can you knock on a Can you knock on a door see if the priest is in? Nobody's nobody's <laughs> responding. You guys might be uh, on the other side of the uh, the confessional booth. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So we'll see. We got Kuvnia. We still control our 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 destiny. Yeah, who's mini sporting, right? It's mini sporting, yeah. They wear, they're in affi- they're, they're affiliate, sporting, affiliate. sporting They're an affiliate. And they wear much like, like Santa greens, Clara is, yeah. Like Santa Clara. Santa Clara is for Benfica. I don't think Benfica and Santa Clara is an affiliate. Yeah, it is. I wouldn't call them affiliate. Come on, all those uh, the, the the native Azorians that are on the uh, chat. I wouldn't call them an affiliate. And plus, yeah, Santa would, Clara is an affiliate, bro. They're like the one of the oldest houses. Uh, See, but it's not affiliate. Affiliate is not. Listen, look at the symbol. I want to. Say, no, course, they're imitating. They're, you know, imitation is the greatest sign of flattery. Tell, I'm word telling is. you. But look, look. I don't. I don't want to be affiliated with the one that's got a draining system like that. Uh, I knew hey, that was coming. <laughs> why did you have to go there? <laughs> Everybody knows the joke by now, Timo. I love you, but uh, <laughs> but, no, but I don't think they're an affiliate. I don't think there's an because an affiliate is there's an actual link and you can't have an affiliation with a team that's playing in the first division. So tech, I don't I don't think they're affiliated. There's a history there. Yeah, there's a history they want to be. Look, it was like me, you, like it, just like Cosmo and all the boys got together at the Farmacy and they built a team. These guys in in, in the source built the team and like we like Benfica, we're gonna be red. They're never thinking it was gonna reach these heights, and it has. And I was like, oh shit, we're Benfica B, but we're not. Yeah. So after the Tasa de Liga, Benfica was back in action uh, domestically uh, for the Liga B win against Sturil. We traveled to uh, to Amoreira to play uh, Sturil at uh, the Coimbra da Mota. Uh, Sturil, who had been... Who <laughs> Nelson been doing... says they're not affiliated, but they're affiliated. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said they're not an affiliate, but they're affiliated. There you go. They're not an affiliate, but they're affiliated. That, that that that's my impression too. It's illegal. There's a connection there. It's illegal. It's not illegal. <laughs> it is. You can't be affiliated to another team playing in the first division. 
You just you can't do that. How about Porto and uh, Porto Menes? Again, that's it's kind of like it's kind of like they're saying they're not of it, but they you know what I mean. It's like wink, wink. But technically, they can't have any type of affiliation with one another. But those two, they hide their affiliation. Well, I think there's always been an understanding that Santa Clara, you know, Santa Clara has been an affiliate. Their colors, their emblem, Esquileto. So the draining system is the only thing that's, that wasn't so, the like. That well, but uh, and all of this because of Sporting de Couvillan, uh, right? But if we look at Sporting de Couvillan's uh, symbol, right? Uh, you're gonna see a lot of similarities with uh, with with Sporting's symbol. but they they might look they probably because they're in second division. They could ask, but not in first division. You can't have what's up, Sheikh Marcelino, but they can't have. Olha aí, foda-se. Tá parecido não pode ser. É mais bonito que o outro. <laughs> yeah so so anyway um let's turn our attention now to the studio game uh jj operated seven changes from uh, the, the game against kimaranj flaco dimus was back in goal verissimo otamendi and vertongen radonich and grimaldo weigel joan mario rafa uh, and darwin uh and yarmchuk up front um Cristiano, Five right backs, and we're playing with Rando. <laughs> you, you know what's shocking to me is Rando Jeech, Rondjic, whatever Radonich. his name is. Radonich. I sound like Dave trying to pronounce Mulanis. Uh, <laughs> I might have a better uh, time of pronouncing Serbian names than Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what was I say? Yeah, that dude. I, I I thought he was like a left winger. So when I see my man playing right wing back, I was shocked. I mean, I. Because again, I, like I told you guys when we first signed, I didn't know, I didn't know him from from some other Joe Blow. You know, I had no yeah. idea who he was, and I you know, I didn't watch much much video on him. So credit to him. Obviously, he's a guy that could adapt to that yeah. position. A guy, look, he, it's good. It's good that you have these guys that can play different positions. You know, Poli Valence, and and he's taking advantage of his opportunities. And it seems like no contaba, and now he conta tudo para Jesus. And that's just you know, como é que dizia outro. O burro passa a porta, como é que o cavalo, o cavalo passa a porta todos, o cavalo passou a porta do gajo, and he's, you know, he's like, he mounted it, he mounted it, and he hasn't gotten off. Um, and, and, and now that you're saying that, um, you thought he was a right winger, and now he shows up at right back. No, I thought he was a left winger. He was a left winger. <laughs> Before we get into this thrill game, and, and we're obviously doing everything to, to avoid talking about, you know, these, these disasters, right? But you and I had a conversation. Um, and I called you, and you had a couple things to say, and you were venting. And, and one of the things Me? that that yeah, one of the things that you said uh, in your um, sure it was good. unhappiness with JJ was that out of these twenty five players that he has at his disposal, there's only one player that has excelled under his. I found command. another one. Our friend Hugo. Mentioned another okay, one. Okay. But that one was so brutal last year that any little thing, any sign of life this year is going to be inappropriate. You got a pulse. <laughs> Gilberto Carlos. He's actually playing. Yeah, he's been better than he was last year. So I guess you could say that one. But, but that guy was so brutal last year that anything this year make him but, look good. But the other the other one, and you could say the other one. I don't want to steal your thunder. The other one. No, you can steal it. You, the other one that you mentioned was Weigel. Weigel, right? he's, he's playing to play. He's back to playing at the level. So, we all expected him to play. And when you look at. JJ's past reigns, or last time he was at Benfica, and when you look at what he did with a lot of players, or how he uh, increased their their value, or made them 
better, right? When you talk about uh, Matic, Enzo, uh, I mean even Maria even Quintrao. I mean you, you, you I mean you name it. There, there's a he bunch of guys. You revived career. There's a bunch of guys, but you look at at this team and there's only one player. Or, or now two, that's if you want to say. That's punching above his weight. That's, that's right. really punching that's, above his that's weight. Julian Weigel. I think that Joe Mario is status quo. Joe Mario is what he is. I just think that Weigel and For I agree Tandy with you. And Nota, man, they're doing they're status quo. Even Vries, Vries has yeah, ups They're status quo. Grimaldo is, we all, it's Grimaldo. Rafa, I know he starts great, but we all know that every single year. The guy comes off on fire and then, you know, you know, taters off, but it's it just—I don't—I don't know, man. It's—it's it's difficult because the one thing about JJ's teams is, you win or lose, you always had his teams playing positive football, football that you wanted to tune in. You can't say the same right now. He always had players punching above their weight, and you can't say that he's doing that right now. And the one thing that's really bothering me and pissing me off the most is. We've there, there's there's this little grouping of a fan base that is, and look, and, and I can't even criticize them. But they've already determined that no matter what, Everton is a flop. And, and that's where I was going with that. And that's where I was going with that, right? Understanding that he hasn't made a lot of players better like he had in the previous reign. Now we look at the at, at players that are are they really that bad, or are they bad because they are forced to play? A style that's not natural to them, and and the first guy that probably pops is 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 Everton, right? There was one game, and I forget which one, that he had Everton doing the whole left Gimaraes. corridor. It was Gimaraes, Gimaraes. Gimaraes. right? So second half, he's playing left back. And you're, you, you're familiar with you're familiar with with uh, with Spolino or Everton, whatever uh, at Gremio. My man never defended. Never defended. But there, there's 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 limits to this, and I get it. JJ is old school. He's an old fox. We know he's gonna. He believes in his system. His system has been successful to him, right? And he's abiding by. It. He's not. He, you know, he's gonna be loyal to his system. But as we talked about here on the podcast, one of the first podcasts of this season, we talked so much about how coaches have to adapt to players. They have to put players in the best situation possible to be successful. And you yourself, you were, I, I remember that day, you were kind of like, you know, he's got to treat everyone equal. And, 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 no, he doesn't. He doesn't. There's different personalities in that locker room. And that's why you get paid the big bucks. That's why you're the coach. It's because you have to understand that Alfredo is the type of guy that, you know, needs a pat on the back. Dave's the type of guy that needs a kick in the ass. Chris is the type of guy that, or vice versa, I'm the one that need a pat on the back because I'm a little baby. You know what I mean? I need the love. So I need the pat on the back. Dave needs a kick in the butt. And you're the type of guy that just needs to be left alone. You're going to figure it out. He's He needs to determine who's who and, and what to do with each individual player. And Jetson has not been anywhere near the player that we all thought we were getting. This is a player that was starting. And I get it, but is it later? I was totally different than European. No, he said Jetson. Said Jetson. I said JJ. You said Jetson. You know me. I I cut off a lot of. Who do you really mean? I was talking about Everton, but I was saying JJ. <laughs> okay. JJ, and then I cut. You know, I cut words in the middle. JJ is the has to get these guys in the best position possible to be successful. Everton is the type of guy 
that. Forget playing at Gremio, all right? Because Brasileirão is what it is. He's a guy that was starting for the Brazilian national team. He's a guy that was leading the Brazilian national team in goals in the Copa America. So the guy, at some point, you know how to play soccer, football, right? Cara jogar futebol pra caralho. Now, all of a sudden, the guy looks like his confidence is shot. He's thinking about everything else but on the field. He can't take players on one-on-one, and I get it. We could sit there and watch that, and we could be critical, and rightfully so. Like, bro, what the f- – you can't take out some monk one-on-one. But due to the fact that he's asking to do so much unfamiliar crap to him, he's just not being himself. And that's where I think JJ needs to come in and identify that. And look, I get it. He's loyal to his system. But at the end of the day, your system is only going to take you so far when your players are not performing to the mm-hmm. level that they're supposed So you have to cater to some players. You have to adapt to others. And this is the biggest problem I'm having with JJ this year is that it seems like he is not doing everything he can to get to maximize everyone's potential to get the best out of everyone's game. Yeah. And then no, you I agree with negative you. results. And then it's like it's just not a good combination. Now, look, I, I, I agree with you. Um, is he being too stubborn to the point that this is my system and you got to conform to the system? Or at which point does it say, I got to get the best out of this guy? I mean, this guy costs a shit ton of money. I got to get the best out of this guy. And clearly having this guy track back and spend all his energy on tracking back and, and going up, perhaps that's not the best idea for him. I need him fresh. I need his explosion, his explosiveness on the wing to be able to take guys on. It but- seems like they're doing that. And I wanted you to finish that, but whatever. It seems like they're doing that. There's a concerted effort by, I don't know who, but the message has gone across. They're doing that with, with, with your boy. that you like to get choked up <laughs> with, uh, with Darwin. No, but it seems like they're giving my man as much rope as he can, you know, yo, here you go. You got to hang yourself, do what you got, but here's all the rope. If <laughs> they're not doing that, Whatever. But here's the thing with with Darwin, right? Can we agree that Darwin has two bricks for feet? Can we all agree on that? Fine, but that's not what we're talking about here. But we're one thing about the fact is that they're giving them every opportunity to be. But successful. I understand. But one thing is understanding where this guy has been, what his path has been, his level of of skill and technique has been. And from one day to the other, it's like a completely different guy. I think that Everton, and not Everton, Darwin, from the very start, and you were a guy that pointed that quick, this guy's got no touch. He's got no touch. How does Benfica spend the most money ever record signing on a guy that has no touch that he's going to be a forward? You identified that pretty early. And that's one thing is to know that the talent and the skill is and the technique is there. And now all of a sudden it's gone away. What happened? And the other thing is that when you're a sipu, when you're a monku, there's not much you could do with that. You know, you got to play to his strengths, which is strong and fast. But when it comes to the ball at his feet, puts his head down, doesn't know what to do with the ball. Yeah, but here's the thing. Whether, regardless of what we think about a player independently, right? What you think, what Dave thinks, what I think, what the Freddie's think. Fact is, one guy was coming from second division. We didn't know crap about him, right? And, and unless you were scouting this guy and you were a family member, right? You didn't know much about this guy. Where I think every single one of us and every Freddie in the chat and all of us, we all knew who Everton was already. Yeah. We've seen Everton play at that level. So I think in terms of expectations, right? 
I think in terms of expectation, we're all expecting a lot more from Everton because this is a guy that wasn't playing with no disrespect, but to the you know Guinean national team, to the Paraguayan national team. This is a player that playing on the Brazilian national team and starting and having success. So in terms of expectations, I think that's the guy we're all like, yo, that is guy's by reventar. Yeah. Where the other guy, okay, we, again, independently of what we think, but he came in like, oh, man, that guy sucks. But like, oh, what'd you think you're a game from second division? Which, again, to all of us, whatever he did, good or bad, was going to be a surprise. <laughs> right. Because we didn't know nothing about him, but we knew about Everton. That's the big difference. And so Everton, all of a sudden, whether it's systematic, whether it's systematic, whether it's tactical and through the system, or whether it's confidence, mental, there's something that's not right. And I think Benfica needs to figure it out figure out what can we Benfica do or man, uh, to get, manager. I'm, I'm saying Benfica management. We need to figure out what we can do to get this guy back on track because this is a player that once upon a time was a heck of a player. This is a player that we spent a boatload of money. It's not like we could, you know, $7 million player and then work out. Hey man, you know, we bought a lottery ticket and it work out. When you spend 23 mil, yeah. you have to work out. And and what's it's with the intent that okay we're gonna spend twenty three mil this guy is gonna get used to Europe he's gonna blow up, uh, and then we're gonna be able to sell him for sixty, right? So so far Benfica has not gotten what they expected from Everton, both for the for the club right in in competition and also increasing his value so we could resell him because that's that's the intent that you have, so. We talk about these things about how JJ has done with this team. And like Chris was saying, the only player that he's really has playing or punching above his weight is Julian Weigel. I think that Gilberto, Gilberto does a lot of good things based on the effort that he and the attitude that he brings onto the field. And I think that he creates a lot of good things for himself. But he's he's still very limited, very limited. Uh, I just think that. You know, I think that JJ has to do a lot more with this team. Um, Bro, Benfica used to that was show the ball over. I don't Brazil. It was beautiful to watch, right? It was enjoyment. You could see even Benfica would pull off, you know, a one-one draw. You like, yo, Benfica's flying on the wings, you know, ping, tick, tock, tick, tock, you know, moving the ball, getting into space, creating opportunities, and it was just chance after chance. And it's like, yo. Benfica, Benfica used to look like guys. For those of you, the younger crew, Benfica used to look like what well, Bayern just looked like against us all day. Just you know, even when they didn't score, but they just kept applying the pressure. That's what yeah. Benfica looked like. All compressor. That's what Benfica used to look like. But we're only uh, what eight, ten years removed from from that There's first year. There's a lot year. of guys that are young. You know? Yeah, but that's what Benfica was in uh, insatiable. They would just come and come and come and keep coming, and one goal was never enough. And this is a huge contrast from what we see these days. Uh, and look, uh, there's there's a lot. If when you're a good coach, um, regardless of the the talent that you have, you find a way to kind of adapt that talent to to play well. You have a well-organized team. You got well-defined processes. You got well-defined dynamics, and things work. The players buy into it, and things work. Now, in terms of JJ, he can't even get this team to work, this level of talent to work. There's so much talent there that's being underutilized 
that he can't get it to work. And and that's the thing that that probably at this point it's got a lot of people scratching their heads. What happened to the to that style? What happened to that JJ that it was able to turn well, these I mean, teams? Let's, let's let's be fair about one thing. If you could spend a ton of money, but I, I wasted a half hour of everyone's time during last week's podcast talking about how we don't have any creativity. And I get looked at, I, and I'm not defending JJ here. Now, and trust me, I've defended JJ a lot. You know that better than anyone else, Alfredo. But in his defense, he had players that could make the difference. One on the guy done to the world, the Saviolas, the Imars, even Cardoso, the guy getting freeze lethal in front of the okay. goal. We had, we, in, in, but you don't think everything can make a difference? Is it a player that can make a difference? But he, I think he could, but he hasn't. And that's why I think we need to do everything we can to make sure that, and look, we got to let him go out there, push him out there, and see, yo, sink or swim. But we need to see if we got that type of player. Here's another He's case. He's supposed to be that type of player. Here's another case that's, that's little by little is getting to be a word in fans' mouths. Yaramchuk. Yaramchuk. What have we been able to take out of Yaramchuk? Right lately, nothing. Nothing because do, do you believe that he's the guy that can make a difference? 100%. But Yaramchuk, I still stand by my initial word when he joined Benfica. He is a better finisher than the other four strikers we had. We can't feed him, feed him the ball. That's the point. He's a better finisher than the other four guys at the time. Remember, we had five, right? Well, if you include Vinicius, that was like six. But, but no, I know, but I'm saying we had Pinho, we had Darwin, we had Sferovic, and we had Ramos, and then him. He was the fifth. That's what I'm saying. I'm not including Vinicius. And I said from the, from the get-go, he's a better finisher than all those guys combined. But how good – I mean, what, what difference does it make how good of a finisher you are if you ain't getting the ball? And, yes, he's put – he's you know, he missed that one in, 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 at the side of the lose against Bayern. Right? Shot it wide. He should have done better. But, again, this is the type of player that needs service. And I, I'm not sure that this is the best system for – because I, I don't know, man. That just It just seems like there's something – that's missing. I get it. And I've always liked the 3-4-3, the 3-5-2. I've always, but you need a creative presence. You need a guy that's gonna run the show. And we don't have that. And everybody, you got Rafa on the wing, Either that's that. gung ho. You got Darwin on the wing, that's gung ho. And then you got Yarmchuk in the middle that's supposed to get the service that just it's there, on an island. Not doing anything. And so a lot of you guys called me crazy when we were on Bifika FM. And I said, look, in a game like tomorrow. Maybe drop back another midfielder as opposed to playing with three guys up top. And and I keep talking about these things and people laugh me off, but game after game, it makes a lot more sense. Because what good is to have whether forget Yarmchuk, name them. All right, put Cristiano Ronaldo out there, put Ibrahimovic, put Benzema, name them. Leave the guys out there by themselves on an island, not getting service, and let me know what they're gonna do. Because I sure as hell know that you're not putting any of those guys out there to press. That's not why you pay $17 million to bring in a guy like the press. But, it, but here's the other thing, right? Um, so clearly you mentioned we lack somebody with creativity that could do something. But on, on another side, yes, let's say we don't have somebody, like you said, dropping, going back to the four, four uh, back setup, right? Drop another guy into the midfield where now we have – uh, more numbers in the midfield, guys that could touch the ball, guys that could insert a dynamic and flow of play, and that could dominate other teams' midfields. 
you don't necessarily need to have a creative, but you still you you got possession of the ball and you got positive you have possession. Advantage in numbers, right? You have an advantage, and and you know, go back to the old school tiki taka, right? And, and I wish we had our good friend Steve Santos. Miss you, brother. We need to come back on a pod sometime, but to talk about those tiki taka days. But these guys always found a way to have three guys around the ball, play piggy, you know, piggy in the middle, right? And that was elite, and they always had advantage with numbers, and. I don't know, man. It's just this team. There's huge gaps. It doesn't. If I look, if I didn't know any better, and you just bring blindfold me, bring me to a game, and forget Benfica. You just put the same system type of, and then you ask me, take a guess who's coaching. I would never guess it's JJ. You mean the, the with the, the tactical? Team? No, the way they play. Like watch a game with 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 Cristiano Oliveira, Alfred, Dave on the field, but following those instructions to the T, and just watching the style of play, watching the tactical, and I would never guess. Oh, that's JJC. Yeah, or because JJ's the, the expectations that you have from his first uh, from his well, first, first time around. When he went to Sporting, they had the best. I get it, they didn't win the title, but historically, the best year ever, right? He went to Flamengo. My man had more titles than he had losses. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The guy, and I get it. You want to call a secondary winner, but everywhere he's gone, he's made his teams play football. Even at Benfica, we we had those disastrous that disastrous year where we lost all three five whatever the Campeonato, Tasa de Liga, Tasa Europa Cup, yada yada yada. But you forget, in order to lose those, you have to get there, and he got us there. Benfica was playing ball. Like say what you want, you would be very critical of his coaching, of his management, whatever. But at the end of the day, his teams always found success. They played good football. Benfica's not even playing good football. No. We played against a team that got promoted from the second division through fence. Was it through fence? Vizela. Vizela, Bubuzela. We played against these guys, and they're the ones that were touching the ball around on us. And I'm like, what the? Like The organization just, you know. And, and here's the thing, right? We play Guimarães, outcoached by Pepa, right? We play Sturil, outcoached in Sturil, Right. So what's going on? Is it is is the team no longer with him? Uh, are there things that are going on that's preventing this team from excelling, from playing to their potential? I just I, I don't know, man. And I see this comment by Sergio Yarmchuk could use could also use Joan Felix. Then again, who couldn't you? Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're hundred percent about that, and you're not wrong. But we're but the talking problem, about being in an island. But the problem is with this three four three. You can't afford to have a guy next to to, to Yarmchuk and play off of Yarmchuk. You're just not going to have him. So even if you had a Joan Felix on the outside, I'm pretty sure, yes, you're right, he'd make he'd make me look good. You know what I mean? That's hard. He'd make me look good to play alongside him. <laughs> That's <it>. hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, he needs – you need those types of play. He needs to have a guy close to him and just to have – you know, these types of guys on the outside. And J.J. likes to have these guys hugging the freaking – I don't know, dude. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. Don't Some, be- something, something is up, man. Uh, something is up. And, look, I, I think that uh, Rui Costa being the guy that he is and being a football man, I hope that he's addressing what's going on uh, because this needs to be addressed. Anyway. We got off on a tangent, and obviously we've already said that we're, we're trying hard to avoid talking about these these games. But a Sturil game again. We go back to that. Another early goal by Benfica. Played Real okay. Really played okay, but kept left Sturil in the game. Put put the game away, and I don't know if you're already thinking about Bayern or whatever it was, but put the game away. You you leave the teams around. They could they they build up their their confidence and then on a dead ball situation, which is what Sturil had, 
they score. They score an equalizer, and Benfica didn't, didn't have time to respond. The worst part but about it. But they should have never let it get to that point. They, they legit they legit score a goal and leave you no time on a clock. They, you know what I mean? You couldn't even call a timeout. You know what I mean? Bring, the, <laughs> bring your office on the field. It was like American football terms. But, yeah, I mean, look, it just – it was – Look, it, it, it goes back to what I was saying, wait, man. It, this is not the prototypical teams that we've seen. Benfica took the lead. Fantastic header by uh, uh, Vinicius, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was Vinicius. Um, early Vin- on, Vinicius? Not Vinicius. 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 Vinicius was close. <laughs> Brazilian, V, you know what I mean? It was close. Um, <laughs> Vinicius. I wish I'd take Vinicius now, too. But uh, <laughs> gave us some breathing room. And it's, it's as if we just, you know. We just we say, just kept them around. I don't want to say we took our foot off the pedal, but it's like that that you know, go get it. Let's put this game away. It was never there. That attitude. Yeah. It was never there. Yeah. And and, and here's the thing, man. Uh and this seems to be happening a lot. I'll give you the, I don't want to take away I don't know if this is one of your stats, but the first 15 games Befica only allowed 7 goals. Last 3 games Befica has allowed 7. So Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, but certainly, JJ has always been known for his defensive efforts and for uh, for being for building a very solid defense. What's happening? You know, th- there's a lot of questions that we could ask. Can it all be pointed out to JJ? Maybe, but I think that the the team has something to do with it. Uh, is he playing the players to their best potential? I don't think he is because we see a lot of guys well below the level that we know that they could that could have. Uh, the other thing is that he's running this team into the ground. Grimaldo uh, looks like he needs at least three days of sleep to yeah, get but back. Here, but <laughs> but here, here's the question I got for you guys, for both of you guys, right? Who, like, who's Grimaldo's backup? Obviously, Gil Diaz. He's not even registered for the Champions League. No, but and he's hurt. Too. And obviously, and obviously, you're not. You'd rather have Grimaldo in the Champions League than Gio Diaz. But with him being hurt, who is who's who's the back? Like, do you, do you really have someone else that can play? I guess you could play Radonjic, right? He can play on the right. He can play on the left. Well, not he can play right. anywhere. <laughs> he can play right, Lazaro. <laughs> but these guys, Lazaro is hurt too. Exactly. That's another thing. These guys play a game and they get hurt. I, I don't understand what the hell's going on with this team. But yeah, so so maybe. Uh... One of the targets for the winter market is you, you go to the market and you grab a left back. And, and maybe you, I don't know, man. I just, I heard have we been calling for that for the last uh, three, four, five, six Yeah, but uh, Dave, uh, left backs and right backs don't uh, don't make us money. No, Dave, I, I hear, I hear, uh, what's his name? Marcelo's available. <laughs> Marcelo's available? Yeah, I don't think they bring it back. But that's, that's another podcast. It's not here. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so Benfica kept three yes, around. around. That was an incorrect call. But yeah. No, I've heard, but I used But, but <laughs> here's the thing, Carlos, and Carlos is right. He's, he's talking. Yes, but here's the thing. In football, there's no such thing as the butterfly effect because there was still a lot of touches that went on with that after that after that that Benfica could have corrected JJ said oh the team is out of focus because they they kept on arguing the bad call regardless the there was a throw in the the ball was played there was a corner after that um and look but here's here's the thing that I was going to say if Benfica needs or is depending on referees 
to save their that's the yeah, wrong the, approach to have the problem was that that it, it happened to come on that play, right? Or well, after, and, after and there's a push on Gonzalo Ramos also. That's what I was going to say. It happened to come after that play. But the fact is that the goal was coming in the second half. It was coming. It, it, <laughs> look, it could it came in, what, the 92nd? It could have it could have been in the 82nd, the 72nd. It, it was coming. And it's like Benfica doesn't put teams away. And as long as you keep giving these guys oxygen, right, keep giving them uh, hope, they're going to keep coming. And, and, and yeah. we just – and I don't know. Yeah, but how many how many coaches have we gone through now? I feel like every season we're having this conversation that Benfica doesn't put teams away. It goes from but the last time JJ was here with Vitoria and Laj in, be, in between there. It doesn't seem to matter who the manager is. Is we have this mental in, in capability to put teams away and to have that strong me- mentality. It, we can blame JJ, and I'm sure JJ has all these these faults that we can point at him. But yeah. how many managers do we have to go through before we start? Uh, before we start, this team is flawed. This team hey, is you're, flawedly. You're 100 percent correct, Dave, in what you're in your assessment, right? In, in your comment, you're 100 percent. But the problem is this, Dave. That was supposed to end with JJ. Get what I'm saying? Yeah, in a, year support, and a, in a year and yeah. a half, we gotta we gotta build the the squad back up for him after after four but, but or five it, years of not building up the squad and subtracting from the squad. It's agreed. not Rome isn't gonna be built. But they have back in the day. Look, the problem is they have spent they spent more money now than they've ever spent in history. The problem is the quality that they're spending it on. But they've spent a boatload of money you on the have probably the most expensive roster in the history, in the of, the history of the club. In the history of the club, I mean, don't give me by value. I'm talking about money spent. To attract and to acquire these guys, they spent plenty of money. You know, I was talking about in terms of, you know, you want to tell me that Rui Vitoria couldn't figure it out? Okay, fine. He's not supposed to be this quote unquote, you know, phenomenal coach. Bruno Lodge may very well be that guy, but the team gave up on him. He looked like he was that guy for the first six months. The second, then the second half, the second six months, the team absolutely took a crap on him. They they tuned him off. JJ was supposed to be the guy that. Nobody's going to take crap on him. He was going to put up with that. He was going to right the ship. He was going to take care of the locker room. He was going to get this team to play until the final whistle. We weren't going to get these mental lapses in games that we got in a game like this, as you were saying. Oh, the team was out of focus because they were complaining about free kicks. and whatever. This wasn't supposed to be happening with this guy. If it's an inexperienced manager like Galage, you ex- not expect it, but you, you let could, it slide. You could write it off. What a guy like this. Right, You're, these things are unacceptable. So shouldn't that tell you that there's a bigger problem here that goes oh, above? Without a doubt, without I, I think that JJ is part of the problem, and I think even Cristiano, who is a big proponent of bringing JJ back, he's at oh, his very limit. He does. He had. He is at his very limit. And and look, like raining entertainment is saying. You, you know, we say this a lot in American sports, Dave. Right. It, it it's a lot easier to get rid of one guy, one guy with a coach, than to get rid of twenty five guys. The roster, you get what I'm saying? And I feel like we've been saying this every fifty podcasts now. It like yeah. fill in the blank who whoever the coach is. It's uh we can get rid of him, and don't worry, we'll take care of the roster later. But it, it I, I'm but I'm I have to be fair of replacing a, a coach every year and a half or two years now. It's becoming a trend, and we're still seeing the same result year in and year out too. But Dave. I, I have to be fair, right? I have to be fair. Where with previous managers, I could, I, I honestly did not believe 
that Rui Vitória and Lodge at the end of the day had a say in the roster. Right? Maybe one player, two players, max, but not where I think JJ's got a hand in this roster. And this is a problem I have. Guys talking about who plays, who doesn't play. I've been telling Alfredo this for the last couple of days. I have a huge problem with JJ not looking again independently, Dave, of what you think, what I think, what Alfredo, what the Freddies think. Because at the end of the day, our opinion is exactly that, an opinion. But the fact is, JJ signed off on bringing in Maite. Maite, Maite, whatever you want to call him, okay? He was expressly asked by. JJ signed off on bringing that guy to this team. And now you don't play him? Look, what that shows you is that regardless of what you think, what I think, Dave, it shows you that the coach approved of this signing approved of this player he said i could use this guy and now you don't play it doesn't matter what chris Oliveira thinks about him. i mean of course they listen to the podcast because they want to know what i say you know but that's that's what but it doesn't matter what we think about these players it matters what the coach and his actions showed me that yo he approves of this guy he's gonna use him and now i to be honest don't think mate is as bad a player as the rest of you guys here in the Benfica community say he is. I think he's a little bit better. I don't think he's a star. He's a little bit better than what you guys give him credit for. That being said, JJ is what matters, and JJ should play this guy. It is absolutely mind-boggling that him and all these other guys that were expressed or were signed off by him are not playing. And so he has a hand in that, where I don't believe Lodge and Vittoria had it. But you're right, Dave. We keep saying this is a system that's broken from top to bottom. We started signing players based on what returns we could potentially get in a few years rather than, yo, what results can we get on the field? And and hopefully, hopefully, that whole mindset and that approach to business and to the football department changes now that Rui Costa, right, says it's going to change. He's in charge here. We hope that that changes, right? But the fact of the matter is that Rui Costa has been there for 13 and this is what we've gotten. Yeah, it's a mindset. It's 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 a message from the top to the bottom that needs to change. We need to go get the best player possible, as opposed to maybe we could turn around and sell this guy in three, mm-hmm. four years for double, triple. Yeah, it's, so it can't be all about business. There's there's a business part. I want. I just wanted to mention something here. You know, uh, reigning entertainment that's mentioned in, in a chat it said the intensity is low, but we have a low financial status compared to the other teams. Uh, also, we're only one point behind in the league. Sporting and Porto are bound to go through their bad spells. Yeah, but that that could be that may very well be. The uh, point is that Benfica's roster Porto, compared to Porto and Sporting's is way better. Porto Porto don't go through those bad spells through that through those bad spells of intensity because no. the coach is a pimple. They might not play crap, but they're going to give you one hundred and ten percent to the level, to the to the very last whistle, right, Dave? That's your boy. You got a post of his, right? Yeah. He, um, <laughs> he was also saying that uh, the year JJ won the league, we were 7-2-1 and one by this time, and this year we're 8-1-1. and one. Yeah, but you also had a brand-new team. Yeah, this he's, he's already got two years with a lot of these players. Opa, first of all, all, all reigning entertainment. I know that's not your name, bro. You're going to come over. You got to identify yourself. <laughs> it's bro. okay. No, nah, I think we the keeper. He's got to identify himself. I got to know who I'm talking to. How do I know that's not Sergio going to say something? <laughs> <laughs> huh? I know that's not what's his name, Francisco Miguel, who marks. Yeah, marks. How do I know that's not him disguised? Nah, I, look, um, there, there's got to there's got to be things that need to be done, and 
my expectation in regards to being a football man is that a change needs to be made sooner than later. He needs to make a decision. And him understanding, because Luis Fiera, he, he admitted he knew nothing about football. He knows about business. Rui Costa is a football man. He knows the signs. He could tell the writing on the wall. He could see when the coaches lost the locker room. He could see what's going on. He could see any rifts in the locker room. He could see things because he's been in locker rooms and he has that experience. So I'm expecting Rui Costa to take some, some action uh, whether it's with the team or whether it's with JJ, something needs to change. We can't continue to go on like this. And I know that it's a short spell, and maybe you know we have too too many ex, too too high of expectations as Benfiquistas. Uh, but I've that's the way I've always lived, having these expectations of Benfica to go into a game and compete, right? And we could use this, you know, in this segue to go right into the to the Bayern game. Dave, I, I guess give us the stats so we could go on to the Bayern game because this is this is dragging on and I'm getting a little bit. I was gonna say of- what what game are we even talking about anymore? Because you can literally just copy and paste it into the one of the last three. Yeah, games let's let's wrap up uh let's wrap up the studio Bro, game. We I mean, forget studio. Let's go to Bayern. We, we had a historic <laughs> day yesterday. But uh, we'll, we'll, recap, we'll recap it here quickly. Uh, first time in 28 years that Istriel has taken points away at uh, or from Befica in uh, Istriel. Um, through 10 rounds this year, Benfica's got 25 points, eight wins, one draw, one defeat. Only uh, one point more than uh, last last uh, season at this point. We had eight wins and two defeats. Uh, last season and uh, October was a month to uh, forget two wins, two draws, and uh, two defeats in uh, the six matches. Yeah. So uh, moving on to uh, so it's it's Chris from Toronto. Nah, I reigning entertainment. He just wants to use my name. He wants to be named after. No, me. your name doesn't have an H. That's right. That's good. You're all friends. See, that's why we're friends. <laughs> you inspired. Anyway, uh, the Bayern game, right? Uh, let's let's get right into the the, the Bayern game here. Uh, my notes: history, baby. Five games, five losses in in, in Germany. Uh, we have not had a favorable uh, anything but a favorable Dude, I, I honestly track think, record. I think I think in the history of Benfica, Bayern might be our worst ever opponent. Where there are daddies. Yeah, there there are kryptonite to there our are, Superman. There are pappies. There are they kryptonite to our I don't think we've ever beaten them in the history of, of the clubs. Maybe in hockey. We haven't. I don't think we've never. ever beaten them, right? No, no, we've never beaten them. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you want to go in. Maybe in what curling. Curling. Saying, <laughs> curling in the, maybe the camp team uh, beat them to the uh, start of the fire, but uh, definitely not on the, the, uh, camp, on the, pitch. the camping team. Yeah, maybe, maybe the guys that. Did you ever see a German put up a tent, Dave? That shit's impressive, Dude, bro. They have the. They also have the the cold climate they have to deal with. And those suspenders and those outfits. They got shit's a bunch of Paul Bunyans out there chopping down trees with an axe. All right, let's. Uh, I'll give you the lineup, and then we'll 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 go about this game. Vlaco Dimos, Vrissim, Vertonghen, Murato, Gilberto, Grimaldo, Maitea, and João Mario, Pizzi, Everton, Yaramchuk. Uh, so, so quite a, a little bit of, of changes here. And JJ's justification was that uh, the three players that he that he kept out, specifically Otamendi, Rafa, and Weigel, were on yellows. And if they got another yellow, they would sit out against Barcelona. And the argument was that 
our competition, our competition in this champ group stages are against Barcelona and are against Kiev. So we need to have those guys available. But then when you look at this, and that, that's all fine and dandy, logical sense. Makes a lot of sense that that's the way you talk. But Benfica, you know you know how many fouls Benfica had in the whole game against Bayern? Bro, Take a guess. I was watching like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like through the cra- I was watching like this. So take I, take I, a I guess, Chris. A take uh, a guess. Take a guess. I'm going to go with my favorite number, 10. Less than that. Less than that. So, Paulo Souza. Less than that. Wait, wait, less than Paul Sosa. Yeah. Benfica had five fouls the whole game. That's good. And when, clean. But, here, but here's the thing, it's right? Like Portugal, when you're blowing, I got any mm-hmm. falls. When you're worried about players fouling and picking up yellow cards, but yet the message is don't foul or don't be intensive to the point that, you know, don't foul guys, right? Because if, if you, the message to the team is you got to be intensive, pressure up. Don't let these guys touch the ball. Be right on top of it. There's going to be fouls that come out of that contact, that come out of that approach to play. But when you see a Benfica team that is that has made five fouls the whole game, how do you leave guys out to save them against yellow cards? You can ask that question. But but certainly. What? How do you leave like, you leave Otamendi out, Weigel out, Rafa out. Yes. Because his fear was that those guys were going to pick up a yellow card and, and I was not play okay against Barcelona. I was actually, I was actually fine. I didn't like it. I didn't like it because I believe Benfica fine. should always feel the strongest. But I was look as I said before, we can't come out here, the Freddies and ourselves, and ask for change, change, change. You know, it, it, it just I don't know if I would have I would have done that change. You know, against the Sturil. I would have done that change against the Vuvuzela. I don't know about Champions League, especially when you could you run the risk of getting a Cavazada. But look, he made the changes that he thought that he needed to make. And I kind of, I, I was like, oh, man. But deep down inside, we lost with our strongest line of 4-0 at home. <laughs> right? There's a legit chance that we could combine Porto Benfica and Sporting and still lose to Bayern at home. So I, I guess he took the safe side. Like, we're going to rest these players and make sure that they're healthy and or healthy and ready to go and you know clean whatever not not in danger of missing the game due to yellow card accumulations against the Barcelona because that's the critical game but then he loses me again he, and right right when I jump on track and I'm like all right oh, okay I, I'm not crazy about it but oh, oh okay and then he freaking brings out Rafa so I'm like wait a minute you saved the guy <laughs> for yeah but now you're bringing him on like come on dude. I, I just I don't understand yeah, it, it, and look, it, it's like, you know, for a team that only commits five fouls against Bayern, a team that touches the ball around, there should be more intensity. There should be more on top of guys, letting them know that I'm here, letting them feel your presence. Don't let those guys play. Don't let those guys play. I had to double check to see if uh, Gilberto got all five of those uh, fouls <laughs> against Bayern, but he only got one of the. Uh, he got the five of them. He, he should have got called for five of them on one play when he was hacking Alfonso. He kept at the referee. If that was Portugal, that would have been like double, triple yellow on that one play. But yo, he was my man. Uh, yo, say what you want about 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 Gilberto. 
Geiger comes to play. He comes to play. Everyone. I wish if, if, if somebody the, said this the on guy's Twitter. Amazing. He comes if to we play. We had eleven Corps albums on the even Corps albums on the side. <laughs> Dra- man. He's dropping tracks. <laughs> dropping tracks. You don't mess around, bro. Uh, I, I like this this comment by uh, Kevin. Said anyone else yell? Uh, I creed watching Coleman get past Grimaldo. I think it's just I cred, but I don't know. I cred. I cred or cred. It could work both ways. I cred. I cred. I cred. I think it's cred. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But uh, I mean, uh, that. But uh, here's the thing, man. Uh, like I said, Grimaldo needs to spend at least four days in a hyperbaric chamber to get to get his stamina and feel fresh again, man. Because that that guy just looks. He looks spent. Looks but man, spent. does he take a great free kick? He's our free kick specialist. <laughs> yeah. Yo, look, to his credit, he had a phenomenal cross in that game that we scored, right? Morato scored. That was a cross from him. Yes, sir. I mean, he gets about two or three of those every four or five months off. Yeah. So I think his quota is coming up. Um, so anyway, what, what can we say about this uh, uh, this this Bayern? And, history. And, uh, I'm not I'm not going down that path. If you want to go down I'm that path, Dave, you can go I'm down that Dave, path. I'm gonna let Dave give you a. This is what my is hometown. Is it a trophy for the Seychelles? My hometown. My hometown. <laughs> right. This is just so you guys know. Don't laugh for my hometown. But go ahead, Dave. Tell history. Benfica matched my hometown in history. Go ahead. It, where is he? I even lost this? Uh, hey, this that, oh, hey, here's the, po- the positive side. Sorry, fumbles. I had to look. I looked, had to look through all this positive stat here. But he is the first Portuguese team to score two or more goals against uh, Bayern Munich in Bayern uh, or in Munich since uh, Stubal in uh, 1967. 67. Vitor Stubal uh, used to be a power. I don't even know what Stubal was playing Bayern hey, in hey, Bayern hey. for in 67. Hey. Was it a friendly? No. It wouldn't count. Was it friendly? So it was not a friendly? No, because obviously... Let me see if Zed was oh, Some kind uh, of Tassel de Cerveja of that time? Nah, bro. Come on. Oktoberfest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Vitoria Stubel was no, the guest no, for Oktoberfest no, no, exhibition match. Munich brought the beer, Stubel brought the carapau. Beer and carapau. Beer and shocks. That works. I could go for that right now. Uh, Diogo Reis says 67, the last time the Leafs won the cup. <laughs> nice one. Uh, no, but look, uh, I, I can't, I can't subscribe to Befica was the only team to score on uh, two goals on, on Bayern. Or, or, only Portuguese or, club, only Portuguese club. Or the Befica... Uh, in Munich, Alfred, Befica why is that hard the, to believe? Scored the first goals in Bayern Munich's uh, Champions League campaign this year. Against them. Against them. Yeah, that's... Uh, look, bro. I, if you want to take the silver lining... That's the only thing, bro. What are you going to grab out to? If you want to take the silver lining... Look at it this way. The starters lost 4-0. The backups scored two goals. Hey, that's a positive. <laughs> There's the, some potential. potential. The tournament baby. in '67 was the uh, Tassage the Tassage. So Tassage the Tassage, nice. Yeah. So that that's the when uh, the cup winners uh, meet each other. Yeah. That as uh, that is. So they dissip- must have won the Tassage Portugal. That yes, that is dissipated. That competition is dissipated. Yeah. Uh, it's no. There's no longer Tassage the Tassage where the winners of each of each domestic cups would play each other in uh in a. That was a cool competition. Yeah, in a in a. No, it was it was a it was a round robin. Yeah, yeah, it was round robin. It was round robin, and if the team sporting didn't even if win the team that won 
um, the the Tasa and the championship, the loser of the Tasa game would be the one that would get that spot. It was fun, man. Yeah. Those were fun. It, those were fun times, man. And 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 where the Champions League was Tasa dos Campeões, uh, Tasa, uh, yeah, Tasa dos Campeões Europeus, where only the winners of each one of the leagues would would play a round robin. Also, that was before the Champions League new format was introduced. Yeah, but then they set up the new uh, Superior League, and oh, we can have a lot to talk about that. Was it Super League? Was it called Dave? Super League? Yeah. But I yeah, about that so Benfica, look, obviously when you go out there and you're playing the likes of Bayern Munich, you know, it, it could be, you know, historic on your end if you come up with a positive result, or it could be historic on the other side where you, you walk away with a, with, with a you know, yeah. shellacking. But look, it wasn't neither one. Benfica, I thought, I think they not, did what we expected. Bayern did what they expected. They're one of the best teams in the world, if not the best team in the world. And, uh, yeah, a little disappointed that Benfica didn't go in there with the strongest 11, but yeah. I, I kind of understand it I'm from J.J. standpoint, but he lost me with the whole substitutions. Mm. And now we're on to the next game. Look, we got a very important game coming coming up against Sporting Braga. Benfica lately has been atrocious against Sporting Braga and then followed up by that game against Barcelona. Yeah. The winner of that game will most likely be the team coming out alongside Bayern Munich uh, coming out of the group and going out to the quarters or whatever it's called, okay, the I, knockout stage. I, should I, say knockout. I always want Benfica to compete in every game that we go into. And I, I don't think there was anybody in this world that thought that Benfica was going to be able to pull a win in in in, in Munich, right? Uh, but certainly you expect the team to compete. And I, I just – I do understand the, the, ta- the logic behind leaving those guys out. Um, but I thought that Benfica could have done a little bit better uh, against Bayern. You know, I think that five-two is a heavy result, but you know when you. I think it was unfortunate. They scored a goal that was on sides that VAR called back, and obviously that changes the game a little bit. But look, it it, it wasn't you. You you're saying you thought if he could have done a little bit better. I looked at his. It wasn't as bad as it could have been. Five fouls, man. Dave, go see how many fouls Porto the. Who Porto cares? committed against Milan today. Porto commits a foul coming out of their cars, walking in. The <laughs> Man, be Porto. Yeah, that's come on, dude, stop. <laughs> come on. Yo, um, yeah, man. Look, uh, I don't like. I said no. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody. This guy who, yo, oh, my boy, the old. He says, "Benfica podcast." Oh yeah, needs to go on the road and do a show in the city. In the city with most followers and. In Toronto. Wait, 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 hold on. Isn't Toronto a city? This guy is losing me. So a city. The Finca most... podcast needs to go on the road and do a show in the city with most followers. And he he's already he's self Toronto. He's already self proclaiming that Toronto is the city with the most followers of the Finca podcast. When you look at the landscape, right? Toronto is city. We've Maple been. We've been up there. there. We have. We've been up there. Diogo, we've been up there when Benfica first came around. Uh, international. Twenty fifteen. F- yeah. International uh, Champions at, Cup. At we were Steve's out there. House. That's Most right. Us at his house. Very nice of him. We went to eat we some had terrible some, some, nata. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Oh, some stale-ass prestige nata at some, at some bakery in the main strip. They, they were terrific. Send us more. <laughs> BenficaPodcast at gmail.com. Steve's, Steve's, Steve's excuse was that it, it was late at night. They're probably not fresh. Yeah, but then I went the there in the morning, and it was like it was late at night. They <laughs> left them from late at night. It was that <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, the uh, I've got the uh, the uh, 
the stat on the uh, guys from up north if you want. Now, what ahead. do you think? What do you think? You will play an over under game. What do you I'm going to say against 15 who? against who? Liverpool, Milan, Porto, Milan. How many oh, Porto fouls? Milan. That's my second squad. That's my squad on Milan. Uh, 17. It was 20. I win. That's a bit. I win. Even when I lose, I win. <clears throat> And look, I don't have to go any further, you know, to 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 basically paint the picture for you. But we've said it here. We already know what the approach is from one team to the other as they go into to Europe. Um, but anyway, look, I just wanted to say, if we ever go back to Toronto, the guys that could organize is Sergio. Sergio. first has come down our, our our way. Yes, he has. He was here when we could celebrate the title. That's right. I was on crutches. He was Remember? he was ce- he was celebrating on Ferry Street. Yes, he was. Good times. Pyro. He's well, back on Twitter, him. too. He's back. He's back on Twitter, but not with his regular but, name. But you know what he hasn't done, though, right? He hasn't sent his T-shirts. No, don't. Leave the guy alone, man. <laughs> leave the guy alone. That's why Benfica's playing so bad, right? That's what it is. <laughs> we need to trade. We need to change the, the juju, the juju. Yeah. The mojo, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So, uh, turning our attention here to uh, Benfica's next uh, domestic game, which will be against Braga this Sunday, 9-15 local at Stadio Luz. Braga's yet to lose away from the Pedreira. Uh, seven goals scored, three allowed when uh, outside of uh, Braga. Dave, what's Braga up to these days? Uh, uh, these days they're in fourth uh, position, tied with uh, Estrel with... Uh, right behind us. Points with uh, five wins, four draws, one defeat. Uh, their last five games uh, this season uh, coming in in proper form, four wins, one draw. And last five games against us uh, in proper uh, form as well, four wins and uh, one loss uh, against Benfica Bragas coming into this uh, match. So they've got our number uh Recently, but uh, historically, we've got their number 98 wins, 30 draws, and uh, 22 defeats. Yeah. We're one and four in the last five, correct? Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. Not bu- no bueno. No bueno. That's not looking good. Dave. Yeah. Look, it's, it's another. Orta, bro, Braga seems back. to be JJ's kryptom- kryptonite in the, uh, in the league. Because when we had Laj and Vitoria, we were like on a 15, 20 game winning streak uh, against Braga and. Yeah. And Carvalho, right? Carvalho, that's his name. Coach. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna, you know, he's yeah. He's no, look, it, it, it's gonna be another another tough game for um, for Benfica, and I think that uh, Porto is right around the corner too. Uh, but yeah, against against look, I hope that we're we're past this Bayern game, uh, whatever that was. I I think we're that, gonna face them now. Next time we face them is in a final Champions League final after we advance <laughs> this group. Tavon. Uh, yeah, no. Look, it's another tough game against Prague, and and right now you really need to concentrate on 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 getting points uh, because I mean you've already lost first place, and, and granted the distance is not uh, very big. I think it's only one point to to Porto, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But nonetheless, I, I I much rather be in first place than to be looking up. Certainly. Nah, sometimes you could be looking up, not bad. But not, not Depends on what you're looking at. Exactly, not in this instance. <laughs> yeah, no, but is going to be another tough game. Um, it's at Stadio Luz, so, so thank God for that. And, and hope hopefully that the, the fans uh, will be there to support it. But it could also turn ugly. It could also turn it's very ugly. It's not going to positive, bro. 
positive. No, I understand. But I think if things go sideways, but they're not at Stadio Luz and understanding the run that we have been in, I think it's it, it's very possible that the team or JJ will be booed. No, I, I look, but no, I'm not. No. Even, I'm not even looking at that. I, I think Bifiki is going to show up. I think Bifiki is going to come out to play. I know, I know. I've sat here for the last two hours or whatever it is, bashing them and really disappointed. But it's more out of disappointment than anything else. I still think that you know, obviously, this team can turn things around. We talked about so much how Bifiki has invested loads of money into this roster. Bifiki has the deepest roster in the league. You know, they have everything. To, to, to have a successful run in the Portuguese league. Obviously, if you're gonna, you know, expect to give results to Champions League with this with this roster, you're gonna fall short. But in the Portuguese league, they have everything it takes to be successful. It's a very long season. Benfica's hit this rough, uh, the rough patch. Uh, as Dave stated before, we seem to always hit this rough uh, patch here in October, whatever, with the exception of last year. Actually, I think right, Dave, you had the numbers. We won five out of five last year. But for the most part, Benfica always has these hiccups. And look, our opposition is going to have hiccups as well. It's going to be a very long season, but it's going to be much tougher than we anticipated. Benfica makes things tough on themselves. And we come on here and, you know, we don't have the the energy, the, you know, that, that you guys are expecting. We apologize to you, Freddies, and everyone else, you know, around, uh, you know, Canada, whatever the hell. Would it be? Canada, bro. Whatever. Everybody, everyone else around. Listen, I, I just lost my train though. But we... Obviously, want we'll to be free to win, man. We're disappointed. Absolutely, we're man. This team turns things around, and I don't, I don't go into this game on Saturday with the, oh, this weekend with that with that uh, Sunday, right? Sunday with that attitude or that that thought process, Alfredo, that you're having that things could get really rough and boring. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm trying to be positive. I think Benfica. There's, there's still, there's still a heartbeat in that locker room, and, and I think they think they'll show up for a game like this. Yeah, they seem to show up for big games. It's smaller games that this team seems to be. Yeah, um, not perform. Let's get into some questions. And uh, first question is from Carlos: Does JJ uh, finish the season? I don't know. I have a feeling that he might not make it past Christmas. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I hey. think that it'll be too expensive to fire JJ at this point. But again. Goes back to what I was saying about Rui Costa. Rui Costa knows football. He's going to know whether or not he needs to release JJ or he needs to make an adjustment in the locker room or he needs to talk to somebody in the locker room. Cristiano. Uh, does he finish the season? Well, if if things go as you said, as you, as you anticipate in my goal this weekend, yeah, I, I think things will get ugly. And I think, look, JJ – has this love um, for, for Rijonera. Rijonera has this love for him. <laughs> They're calling him. They're, They're calling, calling his him, name. Singing his songs. Singing you know, his got, songs. You know, they got Gustavo Lima over there serenading them and stuff, <laughs> sending them DVDs. Um, <laughs> I, I, so if things get ugly, you're talking about it's too expensive. I think he's – call the guy many things, but he's aware of the situation. He understands the situation. And – and having a team of that magnitude where he's at success and the love for the guy where he's an absolute hero and having – they're going to give him a, a blank check as well. Uh, he's going to have that out. And I think he's he, – he'll, no, he'll walk away himself. So if things they do get ugly, there's that potential. But to answer that, I'm not – obviously I'm not answering the question. But to answer your question directly, yeah, I believe he finishes the season. I believe he finishes the season. Dave, what do you think? He's already dead man walking. This he's at the end of his his contract. Uh, it's only it's up at the end of the uh, the season. So he's dead man walking. Um, whether or not he's fired or not re-signed at the end of the season, we just let him go. 
I hope we're not sitting here on Benfica Podcast episode 7 or 473 and talking about whoever the new coach is. Do we need to get rid of this coach here? Because it seems like every every 50 episodes we're talking, insert new coach's name here. Do we need to get rid of this this coach? It just seems rinse, repeat, and same topic. But he, uh, whether it's before or uh, after May, he's he's dead man walking right now. Yeah. Um, Raining Entertainment says, uh, if you sack JJ, who would you want as a new manager? <clears throat> it's it's tough. Uh, I would like to think because of JJ, JJ because Rui Costa is, is uh, again, I'm repeating myself, but is, is a guy that has a lot of con- uh, contacts and, and knows his stuff. Uh, I think that the appointment will be good, whatever it is. But I think you got Fonseca out there that's jobless. He's not coming. He's got two. He's got a way bigger team. What about Jardim? No, Leonardo Jardim. The guy I'd want, I'd go get. I'd go get this guy. Who would you go get? Zinedine Zidane because he can still play in this midfield and coach it. <laughs> <laughs> play two for one. <laughs> and you could play. He could play Padel That's in his it. spare time. Two for one. Um, <clears throat> here's another one. What do you think, Dave? Any names? I I would just I would be open to going outside of the Portuguese market and opening it up. To somebody that's not necessarily Portuguese, the last couple of guys have been Portuguese. One get some new flavor in there. You don't say Ronald Coleman; he's available. Don't say <laughs> for this. Yeah, um, he said that perfectly. <laughs> uh, if if here's one from David Pereira: If performance is not better by January, do they give him more money to hit the market? I th- I think there's a couple. You need to get a left back, man. You need to get yeah, a left back from my hometown. Did you know that? Apparently, he's not that great. Um, oh, he's even worse when he's hurt. What do you, uh, here's another one uh, from Nelson Carvalho. Who in Liga B win that isn't on the big three or Braga do you think is good enough to play on Benfica? Wow, that's there's 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 some, there's some guys oh, there's, there's some guys out there. The big three, my boy, what's it? Oh, Edwards from from Guimarães. Yeah, I like Carl, there's, there's plenty of guys. Man. There's, yeah, there's, there's too many. The guys. Franco from Sturil is pretty good too. Um, Bro, I, I like. What's him. my boy? What's my boy that Benfica should have gotten? From from uh, Al Muzrati. Al Muzrati. I, mean, I, I would take Al Muzrati too. There's plenty of guys. I mean, but that Braga guys. wanted a lot of money for him. Did. And we'd rather I go spend Al-Muz- money on Maite. I think Al Muzrati. No, it's, it's not we rather. Was, we went. We, we went, but it was totally different. They were asking for double, almost triple what we paid for Maite. So obviously it, it came down yeah, to that. No. I think Doesn't Maite, they have the writing of Porto coming in in the summertime come, and just no, paying $3 million no, for him? No. January. January, keep an eye out for that day. Yeah. Uh, here's one from Raining Entertainment. i never seen him before. He's got all these questions. Very uh, active on his chat. Thanks, man. Hey, Chris. Chris from Toronto. Thank you, man. If he could qualify for Chris. the round of 16 and make it far, does JJ deserve any credit? And what happens if he f- fails in the league? Oh, it's tough, man. <laughs> that's, that's tough, man. Because if they qualify for the round 16 and they fall flat in the league, he gets criticized and he's not brought back. And look, I'm a JJ guy. Anyone listening knows I'm a JJ guy. Okay? I was ecstatic when we brought him back. If that is indeed the case, it is an absolute failure. His stay at Benfica, his second stint at Benfica, will be known as an absolute failure, embarrassment of two years if he doesn't win this league this year. Yeah, especially after all the excuses last year. Forget the excuses. It's the, the, the 
boatload of money. Uh, Diego Reyes asks, "What do we do with Pizzi? We just we just let him uh, throw some run, uh, run out as the rest of his contract. That's what's margarita. gonna that's what's gonna happen. Um, look, if there's something that you can't take away from Pizzi is that he's he's pro not probably he's one of our best finishers on the roster. He's best. one of the most if, 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 clinical guy. Forget finishes. One Darwin, of the most technical. If Darwin had his, he would be world class. Look, the fact is this. Peasy, peasy. <laughs> Can't believe I'm defending Pizzi. <laughs> you're defending Pizzi? Do you Dave. want to say what you're going to say? Dave. It must be a full moon. Dave, go in that, <laughs> go in that over the confession box. And... Go in the confession box. <laughs> 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 I can't believe I'm, I'm actually defending this guy. But but PZ is a guy that we've all, you know, at one point or another called for, for you know, this guy to be pushed to the side. But the fact is the way that we've been playing this year, there is absolutely no reason why PZ can't get more burn. Why PZ don't get the minutes in the middle against a, a Vuvuzela again. You know what I mean? <laughs> like why always run out the same two guys mm -hmm. and burning? It's the Monku Master. Exactly. And on top of it, Juan Mati was a guy that all of last year played 2,300 minutes. This year he's at around 1,400 or 1,500 already. You know, JJ said that Rafa and Pizzi can't play at the no, same time. No, because they're terrible defensively. <laughs> so. Yeah, but but look, but we'd also be a lot better offensively. So uh, For sure. All I know is that you could actually use a squad rotation. Pizzi would be okay, man. Pizzi puts the ball in the back of the net. Now, if you're counting on this guy to carry you and, and you know, be the big difference maker, yeah, then you fall, you run into a problem. But in these other games, why burn, you know, Joe Mario and, and, and Michael? Why yeah. burn those guys? Why not play Mike there and PZ? Why not? Yeah, I, 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 what are you gonna tie? PZ's been, we, he's been, he's been horrible. <laughs> he, he does like one or two good things, and then after that, he's just like the passes. And I don't know. It's just his okay. his whole body language on the field, man. What player? <laughs> what player? What player is, not is, is, is actually not, but which one's been consistent with the exception of Vigo? I think Joe Mario has been up there, but <clears throat> I think it's Joe Mario has been running to the ground. Joe Mario has been consistent. He's been consistent to what he does. But he's not spectacular. Yeah, you're right. He's not, but he yeah. does like a little, little things yeah, here but, and there, man. Joe Mario is not a guy that's going to make a difference going forward. Benfica lacks a lot of creativity. And PZ could actually add that. Joel Mario's Mr. Consistent. Get the ball, touch it around, keep possession. He's not going to break any lines. He's going to set off guys on one-on-one. -on -one, and that's – PZ makes that decision. Reigning entertainment, since nobody can replace Joel Mario and Grimaldo, basically who would you guys like as backups for them? I think that would solidify the – I think that – Alfonso Davies and Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> no, I – look – Paul Bernard, man, uh, I think uh, even Jetson, they should be getting, Jetson should be getting some minutes for Joe Mario, man. And Grimaldo, I think we need to go, we need to go to the market to to get a serious left back, man. No more of this just, just getting by. Um, hey, maybe everything works out a left back. <laughs> a Radonjic. Um, yeah, man, pa I think that... Uh, Paul Bernard is, is due. He made his debut in Champions League for Benfica. And that was enough. He, he, he's proven it that he no, can play I, at this I, level I, for I, four I, minutes. He's only nineteen. So, um, but I I I liked him in the preseason. I thought he did pretty well in the preseason, even when he was playing at right back. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think the kid is already at a level beyond the B team. So whether he remains on the roster or whether he goes on loan um, at the halfway mark. 
uh, I mean, I think that Benfica needs to start looking at this kid as as uh, an investment for the future. So, what else? That's it. Pass Carlos' eye test. That's it. It's a wrap. Carlos, you won't tell you to keep no notepad. The key of three zones, I'm going to go back and recheck it. <laughs> Nelson Carvalho, yeah, we had uh, Nun Tavares and sold him. He's the next big thing now. That that's He's at Arsenal. Dude, we're talking about Arsenal here, man. We're not talking about Man City or Chelsea. We're talking about oh, Arsenal. Hey, hey. That's, that's my squad, bro. That's yeah, I don't know. That's your squad, man. You need to change that that's shit. That's my English squad. Bro, they're like mini Benfica. They got an affiliation like Santa Claus. <laughs> they got an affiliation. Uh, they're right. they got if, a stadium. If, they got green grass. They're like Benfica. Benfica has an uh, affiliate with uh, Arsenal. I might have to reconsider the... Yeah, the me too, Dave. I'm with you, Come man. Come on, Dave. They do. They're mini Benfica. They, they they made their stadium after ours. They designed, They got green grass like we do. They yeah, got red shirts. Their stadium like went we up before ours, no? No. No, after. Left. It's same a ar- same uh, architect or something, or same company of architects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same You're right numbers. about that. Anyway, that is all that we got for you yeah, tonight. Uh, it's been uh, we're going on an hour and thirty minutes. This is more fun to talk to the Freddy. It is fun, man. We got to get more Freddies in here. Um, hey, maybe if Sergio sends in T-shirts, we can give them away, and then we get a whole oh, lot of friends. <laughs> you always, you always mooching the off the guy. <laughs> Send him the guy some money. <laughs> we got like three T-shirts from him. Hey, we I'm, never paid him one single dime. This promotion for him. Things are rough in Canada, man. That's true. <laughs> the cold weather is coming too come on yeah that is true too all right everyone next uh next week we'll discuss the the we'll recap the braga game do we do we play uh barcelona next week also dave yeah, or international break and, oh great beautiful my watch, favorite uh, time of my favorite time of the season all right everyone take care very good see you guys next week thanks thanks all the freddies for uh for jumping in man we love that we love the the chat and everything yes, yes. take care guys later bye